But he did something in your heart through prayer, or he did something in your life. Yes, I, it definitely built your faith, and mm. um, um, it, it also teaches you to go to prayer first. I mm. mean, uh, do it, you know, pray it whenever you're afraid. Welcome to the Carney E. Free Podcast. The series is in conjunction with our 100 Days of Prayer initiative. We are going to be interviewing individuals from our church for them to talk about their prayer life and how God has been working in them through prayer. We want this podcast to encourage you to do one thing, and that is to pray. Let's welcome Sharon. Sharon, welcome to the podcast and thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. When you agreed to do it, I was excited because you shared a little bit of your story with me in terms of how God has worked in prayer in your life. And it's been very encouraging. And I thought to myself, you know what? I need to have Sharon on the show and people need to know how God has worked in your life. People need to know how God has demonstrated his faithfulness in your life, and hopefully, hopefully, they will be encouraged to pray. So, can you tell me a little bit about your faith journey and how, when you first became a believer, what did your prayer life look like, and what has it evolved to now? Um, so, when I first came to Christ, uh, I, um, I was forty-two, hmm. and um, I, I had already always believed in Jesus, but I didn't know that you could have a personal relationship with Him. I went to a little seminar or seminar or, uh, conference when I was twelve, and hmm. uh, you know, accepted Christ and yep. um, um, carried my Bible around for a few weeks under my desk. At, middle or junior high Mm -hmm. and then that was it went to church here and there but at 42 there was a a series of events that brought me to my knees and uh and so um it was that those those things i had a a friend that passed away suddenly overnight where she didn't have a chance to make a decision mm-hmm. um, about what, you know, Jesus and um, dedicate her life to Christ. She was a believer, but just her dying mm-hmm. about my age made me think about my eternity. And mm-hmm. I was always thinking I was going to deal with my spiritual life later. I was so busy with things. And then there was some issues uh, with relationships and and work and my the, and my dog passed away suddenly so it was all those things and i got invited to a small group with my neighbor and uh, that small group was doing a bible study that corresponded to carnie free church mm-hmm. went there to um, church there was a sermon about the lukewarm uh, church that just pierced my heart mm-hmm. and i rededicated or dedicated my life to christ um, and then i became aware that it's a relational thing hmm. rather than um, just a going to church thing. And yeah. even just even, it, it's not just believing because the demons hmm. believe, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to be that you believe and you follow. And hmm. so right away, I um, uh, started reading the Bible right away. Hmm. Um, but I thought about something the other, when we talked about prayer, when I went to 
the the small group, mm-hmm. I had kind of forgotten about this, which it's a big deal. Um, I got called to the hospital. I rarely get called to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So it, it was the same night we first went to small group. And so the small group prayed for the person I went to the hospital for, and they had stage four lymphoma. Mm-hmm. No more treatment available, nothing. Mm-hmm. But he had exhausted all the treatment, and the lymphoma was in his skin. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was called. And he was healed. Wow. No treatment. Wow. Lasted six, seven, he, he, he lived six or seven more years before there was any recurrence. Mm-hmm. So that was one of my first exposures hmm. to the power of prayer hmm. through my small group yeah and it was a miraculous thing there was no treatment there was nothing hmm. and these tumors melted away on his skin hmm. and the lymphoma was gone for quite you know it was quite some time yeah yeah so and that that I God just showed me um, I had some own my own personal health issues and um, uh, he had uh, people prayed for me in the church because mm. I was I was fearful, mm. and so that was right on on the uh, at the beginning. Um, I was going down to get evaluated about it, and as uh, you know, dear family came and prayed for me at the church, and someone wrote me a letter uh, with the same scripture um, that I had just read in the Bible, mm. and so I just knew God was at work. Um, and people were praying for me. And then we um, met with the pastor to, my husband and I became um, uh, saved at the same time. Mm-hmm. We got baptized together, which was awesome. And we were meeting with the pastor to, um, we had to change our worldview, you know, mm-hmm. about our relationship, marriage, you know, the biblical worldview works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, when a pastor, when I, we met with the pastor, he uh, asked us if we ever prayed when mm-hmm. we were in trouble. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> but he brought to us to James 5. Which, Such a simple question. Yes. Yeah. And, and he brought me to James 5, which is, is anyone among you in trouble? Then you should pray. Mm. And so I took that to heart. And so whenever I was in trouble, whatever it was, I mm-hmm. would pray first, and um, that became um, right right at the beginning. That became uh, the first thing I went to instead of the last thing. Mm. Yeah, wow! It's amazing hearing your story, and I don't know what you're feeling when or what what you feel when you tell people your story, or if there's a certain times in your life, even now certain seasons in your life when you just look back and you think about how God has been faithful. And what's what's interesting is that when you're in those moments, they're hard, they're your emotions are raw, you you feel confused, you feel con- conflicted. Uh, some people may feel like God is not there. They may struggle with uh, thinking that or believing. Uh, having that heartfelt b- belief that his presence is here and as you're as you're talking I'm hearing uh, how God has been faithful I'm hearing the the trouble I'm hearing the the issues that God allowed in your life the calamity the headache 
And it seems like in those moments, uh, yeah, the trouble was there, but then also God was there. Definitely. Um, A lot of faith building that way. Yeah. I mean, even in my health issue, uh, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that alone, but just the relationships Mm. that I had built when I was down um, in my residency Mm -hmm. um, ended up being the same people that took care of me. Mm. And I mean, to the... I mean, I wrote one, you know, I wrote a couple papers and the person mm-hmm. that helped author the paper was the person that helped me with an ultrasound. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just amazing. So those things yeah. built my faith too, to see how God works in yeah. relationships. Yeah, too. yeah, and yeah, exactly. God works in relationships and God works uh, not only through relationships, but intertwined within all that is your trouble. Uh, the people that God brings into your life to assist you with the trouble, the courage that they give you, and um, just a whole mixture. If, and, and, and as I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just thinking about a cake <laughs> or some kind of baking recipe where you have, uh, you know, you need your, I mean, I've, I've never baked a b- b- before, but I've seen videos where, you know, you have your eggs, you have your flour, you have, do you use cornstarch in baking? Um, baking powder and so I don't do baking a whole powder. Lot. I don't do a lot of whole. Oh, lot you don't of, do a lot of baking a, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in our life and even in your life, as you're as you're listening, I mean, I like to think of people as, uh, like God baking a cake, and he he puts all these things in your life, and it's all mixed together, and then you wait, and then you see the final product. But we're not going to see the final product or experience the final product now in terms of our eschatological hope and the resurrection. But we experience the benefits of believing in Christ and, and believing in his resurrection and him working in in our life. And also, as I'm hearing your, your story, I'm hearing how um, what you do for a living connects with how God has been able to help you witness his power in your life and in the life of other people because someone prayed for you and your family um people don't know this but they're your I, I guess you can share a, uh, yeah. a little bit about your daughter yes and how god has worked so um yeah so uh, about six months into after we became uh, came to christ my three-year-old our, or our three-year-old daughter ended up um, having um, low blood clotting cells, low platelets, to the point that she could bleed to death if mm-hmm. she jumped. I mean, her ears mm-hmm. told not mm-hmm. to let her jump. And she was three. Her platelet count, which is the blood clotting cells, um, were 20, and the lower limits of normal are 150. Mm-hmm. And I found out on a Friday I was at work. I'm a physician. So I came, I just, and I had, uh, you know, I had started reading the Bible, but I definitely wasn't, um, you know, I was an early believer. So mm-hmm. I couldn't, I felt like God was you know, prompting me to do something. Mm-hmm. And when I got home, I couldn't quite think about what it was. Was it to fast and pray? Like um, when Jesus came down from the amount of transfiguration, when they, the disciples couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't releasing from the, the boy wasn't getting healed from the, uh, this demonic spirit but i'm like no 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 that's it that's not it so then i i I he really literally took me to um again james chapter five but Mm -hmm. now in verse uh 
14, is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church Mm. to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith Mm. will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. And so I knew that's what I was supposed to do. But I didn't Mm. have the guts to call the elders. Mm -hmm. But a friend of mine did. So a friend called the elders for us, and they came over, and they prayed, and they um, anointed my daughter with oil. And normally it would take six months, maybe even up Mm -hmm. to two years, to correct that blood disorder. Mm -hmm. It was um, corrected and normal in six days. Mm -hmm. So that was an answer to prayer. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And as I'm continuing to hear your story, I hear... Trouble, God steps in. Trouble, God steps in. Trouble, God steps in. I don't need to repeat it over and over again, but that's one. <laughs> that's one of the ways. And even in my life, as as I'm thinking, uh, there have been many, many times when I felt down, I felt discouraged, and I can't imagine. I mean, as I mean, I, actually, I can't imagine because I have a child now, and when my child was born, he was in the NICU, and. As a as a parent, seeing your child suffer and knowing that something that devastating could happen to your child, even if they jump, it's it brings you to your knees. And God has a way of of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Paul, there's a scripture that comes up in I think it's in second or first or second Corinthians when Paul he pleaded with God because there was something difficult that was happening in his life. He said, God, I need you to take this thing away from me. And God essentially said, no, I'm not going to take it away from you, but this is a moment. God was inviting him into not just a moment, but a lifetime of constantly calling on him, constantly needing to depend on him. And that, does, that doesn't always feel good, but that's when we recognize and that's when we re- realize God's significant power and his ability to heal, his ability to provide, his ability to regulate your mind, his ability to heal your body, and his ability to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask for or think. And thinking about those those moments, uh, w- would you say that uh, with each and every moment that you experienced difficulty and you prayed and God did something in, in your heart, and God did not always act in the way that you wanted him to uh, intervene, but he did something in your heart through prayer, or he did something in your life. Yes, I, it definitely built your faith, and mm. um, um, it it also teaches you to go to prayer first. I mm. mean, uh, do it, you know, pray it whenever you're afraid. Pray, you know, change, uh, turn your worries into prayer, and and and, mm. and um, so. It taught me that I don't I don't think God wastes a circumstance or mm. a relationship. Mm. And so I think that and there's purpose in the pain. Mm. And some of the pain I inflicted upon myself, I mean, mm. by yeah. the choices <laughs> that I made. But he's good yeah. Uh, yeah. to um, bring beauty out of the ashes. And yeah. uh, so often he does it, you know, if we don't ask. Um, yeah. we don't, you know, we don't receive because we don't ask. Well, yeah. I don't have problem asking. I, I ask him about everything and he's been so yeah. good about, you know, just showing that he's good and he's faithful yeah. and he has the best for me, mm. even when I don't know what that is yeah. or I think it's something different Yeah, and it's to make me more like 
at Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important what you said. And I just want to emphasize that here is God has the best for you. You guys hear that? God has the best for you. And many times, one of the reasons why we fall into sin or we, you know, we decide to do things on our own is sometimes we get frustrated with how our life is going and we don't trust in God's goodness. And as a result of us not trusting in God's goodness in whatever way it's manifested in your life or it's, it's practice in your life, we, we take things in our own hands and usually it's called sin. Uh, and that's one of the biggest things that God continually has has to teach me. He have He has to teach me that is that I, I like He He tell He He wants me to know He's good, His intentions towards me are good, and God's intention towards you and and everyone else listening is that is good. It's good. Uh, God loves you. The Bible says that He rejoices over us, and I remember one day. I was in class and one of my professors said, God doesn't simply love you. He just doesn't. Like, I mean, he loves you, but it's not only that he loves you. He actually likes you too. <laughs> he delights in us. And I think that that helps uh, people to think about, especially when it comes to prayer. Because if you know, if you know that someone likes you, you're going to want to spend time with them. If you know that someone's intentions toward you are, are always good, of course you're going to want to spend time with them. But if you believe and if the core of your heart believes that God is not good, if you believe that he's evil, if you believe that he is not a rewarder of those who, di- who diligently seek him and he gives good gifts to his children, your natural inclination is going to be to veer away from him. Um, but God use, uses those situations to show you that, you know what, it's it's not going to help for you to veer away from him. And I've noticed that even in my life, uh, I get so cornered by trouble that I say to myself, well, the way that I'm functioning is not working. <laughs> I need a different way. I need to uh, pray. I need to reorient my thinking. Um, and for you, what would you tell someone um, who's intimidated by prayer? Well, I'd have to say that the biggest thing that happened to me uh, that was the life-changing event is when I was in a Bible study, hmm. and I was asking for prayer for someone else. Yeah. And instead to um, a, a pastor um, that was just attending the class, he wasn't teaching. And... Uh, and he started to pray for me, and the glory or the power of God just just mm. uh, fell down upon me. And it was a supernatural event. It was a monumental event in my life. It felt like a rain shower of heat um, mm. coming down upon me, and it really kind of knocked me down to my knees. He didn't. This gentleman didn't know anything about me. Mm-hmm. I had just heard his testimony, mm-hmm. and I knew that God had worked through his prayers. And so um, that's why I was going to ask him to pray for this person that was in the hospital. And he ended up praying for me and walking me through um, unforgiveness and um, unforgiveness for others that I had felt wounded by and myself for the mm-hmm. choices that I had made. Mm-hmm. 
And um, apparently this lasted for like 45 minutes and I mm. just cried and, and I didn't know what happened, but I knew it was something, mm. you know, supernatural and, and yeah. the glory of God was there. And uh, then I tried to go home and tell my family about it and there were no <laughs> words to describe it. I couldn't mm. describe it. And I just said, Never mind. <laughs> Something <laughs> happened. Never mind. I don't know. And the next next yeah. morning, I woke up and I had had like chronic back pain. It was completely gone. I jumped mm-hmm. out of bed. Um, I had a latex allergy, and I could cut a kiwi and get hives. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that was like healed. And I went and ate a kiwi. I mean, uh, wow. uh, I had abnormal labs. They were corrected. I had had. Uh, some other issues and physically they were healed even I'm a dermatologist so Mm -hmm. even my skin looked younger (laughs) but (laughs) but the most important thing is I felt love in my heart like my heart felt like it was gonna burst it it felt Mm. so much love and he had healed my wounded heart and so he healed me emotionally my soul and uh, it strengthened my spirit with him Mm. And took away a blockade that I could read scripture better and and just have a better connection with him. So that was a life changing event. Mm-hmm. So um, and and it was someone that prayed for me that that broke that bondage. And it was through you know so in James it says confess your sins to one another. Um, and uh, pray for one another so that you will be mm. healed. Yeah. And so I think that's a, a picture of that. So I would tell, uh, it just changed my life. I wanted to, you know, it changed my relationship with God, a deeper mm. relationship. I started um, reading a lot about prayer. I mean, mm. I, I just dug in. I wanted to find out more about prayer. Mm. But I also wanted to pray for other people. Mm. And so... I know that God wants to work in community. He wants to work in relationships. And it's great to pray on your own, but it's something um, wonderful to pray with other believers. Mm -hmm. And so that I would pray for, you know, I pray for patients sometimes in the office. And and I have, you know, great, great stories that where God's answered prayer there too. And, um, uh, he does, I don't know what he's going to do. You know, I ask, hmm. I ask big, hmm. you know, yeah. and, uh, but and there's nothing wrong with that guys. <laughs> guys. And, uh, and then I let him do whatever. And I fear, uh, you know, I, I ask and, um, then I let the, let him do whatever, you know, hmm. I mean, we can't not let him do it. I mean, but I, I hand over the results to God. I don't worry about if my prayers don't get answered, that doesn't keep me from praying and asking mm. because I figure God is, you know, I'm not his counselor. He's, he knows, mm. but if we don't ask, we don't receive, you know? So, yeah. and, and a lot of times I ask, um, for others because they might not feel like they can, mm. or they might not even have, the strength to ask at the time. Mm. So I would say prayer is, to me, one of the most important things Mm. of relationship with God and the advancement of his kingdom here on this earth. And um, 
it, there's there's power in it. There's healing when mm. you ask, and he works. And I don't even know what he does, mm. you know, in someone's life. And sometimes yeah. it's just the fact that you're willing to pray with someone that just touches people's hearts, too. Yeah, yeah. Two things that you, you said are so important is asking God and being bold with your prayers and asking for the biggest thing that you could possibly imagine. Um, be, because, I mean, in a sense, God, I mean, God is a, a powerful God. He can do whatever he wants. He's omnipotent. He created us and he rules over us. But but then also another thing that you, you said in addition to God being, uh, in addition to your prayers being, being big, is also having someone else. Uh, and you've witnessed that yourself uh, with having people step in for you. Uh, and that's something that you do for other people. And this is a good segue to even talk about the prayer partners in the church and the prayer partner ministry is just what it sounds like. We are people who partner with other people to pray with them. And sometimes you need help, and that's okay. So, sometimes you don't know what to say, and sometimes it's great to just hear how other people pray, and you can say what they say to God, or you can ask them. And if you, you are someone in the congregation who is struggling with prayer, struggling with with a difficult time, you can come and we will pray with you. Uh, If you ask someone in in the church, if you ask one of the pastors, if you ask one of the prayer partners who are in the auditorium before and after service, uh, we will pray with you. We're usually up in the front or in the prayer room. Come seek us because we will help you to pray. So Sharon, thank you for joining us. I, I am encouraged. I'm thinking about going back to my office or back home to look at my prayer journal and and read it and say, you know what, I need to I need to think about some bi- some bigger prayers. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think that we ask big because He gives. You know, He is a giving, generous God, and you yeah. know, Jesus healed all diseases when He walked this earth. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, and He and and sometimes I think that we. Um, it's a, you know, we do have a supernatural relationship with him. Mm -hmm. So um, let's ask for the supernatural. Let's not stay in the natural if we can ask the supernatural. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Where I am, I'm grateful for you, grateful for your story. And and we're starting to meet up, uh, you know, on Monday nights too, from 7:30 oh, yeah. to 8:30 in yep. the prayer room. Um, just uh, there's just a few of us starting. We're just starting to pray for an hour mm-hmm. uh, at, in the evening, 7:30 to 8:30 in the prayer room, and just praying together. Okay, sounds good. Thank you for telling us that. Yeah, so 7:30 to 8:30 Mondays evenings. Uh, Sharon and Nancy are there, or sometimes Nancy. So, so someone will be there. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in. Again, we want this podcast to encourage you to do one thing, and that is to pray. <laughs>